Welcome to the Servative Hour, an anti-conservative movement call-in talk radio show hosted by me, Brian Mary. And the topic for this July 5th, 2022 is the 2022 Nebraska GOP State Convention. Last week, the topic was the overturning of Roe v. Wade and special election results. I have something on the special election results written by Dennis Crawford on July 5th, 2022, titled Political Earthquake in Nebraska, 2nd Congressional District, although he has it written as CD01. State Senator Patty Panzing Brooks shocked the political world when she outperformed all previous Democrat, Democrats' candidates in CD01, going back to 1974. I'll just say sec, first congressional district from now on. Uh, fellow state senator Mike Flood, R, narrowly defeated Panzing Brooks, D, 53% to 47% in a congressional district that Trump won, 54% to 43% to 43 in 2020. In the last open seat House race in the 1st Congressional District in 2004, Jeff Fortenberry beat Matt Connelly, 54% to 43%. The 2022 race was much closer than the last election. This was a seat that Fortenberry won by 21 points in 2020 over State Senator Kate Bowles, who raised $1 million. What we're seeing is a massive 15-point swing. It's a significant result since this was the first election after the GOP majority on the SCOTUS, Supreme Court of the United States, overturned Roe v. Wade. Patty's close loss in a special election means there is no red wave and gives her a good chance to win in November. Panzing Brooks told supporters on election night that she was not discouraged and their work continues. Her campaign manager, Chris Trebech, was equally encouraged. Quote, We're ecstatic to be where we're at. Obviously, this gives us a really good roadmap into November to see the areas where we can invest and improve on. Nebraska Democratic State Party Chair Jane Klebe was also pleased with the results. Quote, Sunder Pansing Brooks connected with voters and started to change the political landscape of Nebraska. Nebraskans turned out to send a very loud and clear message that access to abortion services must be legal and protected. End quote. Another quote. It was a thrilling result, said Daniel Conrad, a former Democratic state senator from Lincoln. Patty far outpaced the conventional wisdom. I don't think anybody expected her to perform this well in such a tough district. 
National Democratic political strategist Adrian Elrod said the Nebraska 1st Congressional District election was, quote, a sign of energy among Democrats following the Supreme Court ruling last week. Elrod said national Democratic groups should see this, should see the race as a signal of momentum and consider investing in places where they might not normally think prospects are favorable. I think they're going to look at this as a bellwether in a very positive way. End quote. While Patty centered her campaign on women's freedom, Flood focused his attention on the increasing costs of fuel and food. Flood disingenuously blamed the alleged and imaginary out-of-control spending on President Biden and the Democrats in Congress for inflation. What Flood didn't mention, or didn't know, is that spending was far higher under Trump in 2020 than it is in 2022. Since Biden has taken office, federal spending has declined from 31.2% of GDP to 25.6% of GDP. Biden and the Democrats have reduced the annual deficit by a record $1.5 trillion in 2022. Every Republican voted for Trump's record spending and against Biden's deficit reduction. Another thing Flood hasn't mentioned was that he was the beneficiary of Trump's record spending spree. His media company grabbed a PPP loan in the range of 350000 to $1 million in 2021. The SBA forgave $840,000 of this loan. In light of this history, Mike Flood needs to answer a serious question. Why was the Smaller American Rescue Act inflationary, but the other $5 trillion in COVID-19 stimulus signed into law in 2020 by Trump not inflationary? This close win for Flood in a usually safe red congressional district tells us that the Supreme Court's decision in the recent abortion case is a game-changer. Democrats and moderates are sending the GOP a message. They're angry and ready to vote them out. Patty would be a welcome change from the GOP's hyper-partisanship since she has worked across the aisle with Republican senators on numerous issues. If you want different results out of Washington, you have to vote for different people. Vote for Patty Pansing Brooks for a change! Exclamation mark. And that is what Dennis P. Crawford had to say on medium.com. That's Dennis Crawford.medium.com. Also on his Facebook page, he did type that out. Now, the Nebraska GOP State Convention coming to Kearney. And I'll have you know this is absolutely the only article online about the Nebraska State GOP Convention or about it coming to Kearney. I thought, well, won't be a whole lot on this, but... I was able to find about 13 or 14 pages of articles about the 
those speaking at the convention, giving keynote addresses and running workshops and uh, co-chairing the event. Whole lot of stuff on them. So, no difficulty finding material for this topic at all. <clears throat> anyway, from this brief and lone article on the convention, uh, Nebraska GOP State Convention coming to Kearney, the Nebraska Republican Party is set to host its state convention in Kearney. This is from Tuesday, May 24th, 2022. So, yes, I had to go back to May. And this is from newschannelnebraska.com. And it's by Michael Shively. So, yes, an article from May about the convention coming up this uh, week. Kearney, Nebraska. The Nebraska Republican Party is set to host its state convention in Kearney. The NEGOP, N-E-G-O-P, announced on Tuesday that it is hosting the convention at the Yons Conference Center South on July 8th and 9th. The convention happens in even-numbered years and serves as a chance for party leaders to discuss policy positions and pass resolutions. The event is attended by delegates and alternates who are elected by county parties. Republicans who are not delegates may apply to attend. <clears throat> the list of featured speakers include Governor Pete Ricketts and current gubernatorial candidate Jim Pillen. And then it says a full list of speakers can be found here. It also says the 2020 convention was also held in Kearney, far from those cities to the east. And the link goes to uh, NEGOP uh, backslash 2022-state-convention from the NE.GOP website. And on the page about the state convention, it's titled, it says, uh, Kearney, Nebraska, July 8th through 9th, 2022, Life and Liberty Convention 2022, NEGOP. Hmm, Life and Liberty. Not Life, Liberty, and Levin, but Life and Liberty. Yeah show on Fox Sunday evenings called Life, Liberty, and Levin. So, I guess they thought it was a good enough name for a show. They might as well use it for their own. So, Life and Liberty, that's the convention theme. And, convention starts in three days, 16 hours, 59 minutes, and 30 seconds. Featured speakers... <clears throat> Governor Pete Ricketts and uh, gubernatorial candidate Jim Pillen and Congressman-elect Mike Flood. Ooh. Then uh, keynote speaker Glenn Youngkin. Governor, now Governor Glenn Youngkin of Virginia. Then, uh, convention co-chairs, Kathy Wilmot and Kirk Penner. Then it has breakout sessions, 
one with uh, Margaret Byfield, Executive Director, American Stewards of Liberty. And they uh, work on anti-ecology efforts, anti-environmental efforts. And then you have uh, the other breakout session by uh, Nathan Kunin, Communications and AFC Fellow. That's American Federation for Children. So he works on uh, defunding public schools. And I'll read their spiels here. <clears throat> His says, Power to the parents, bring school choice to the good life. School choice is about a fundamental right for parents to have access to the educational environment that serves their children best. The American Federation for Children believes parents should have a wide range of high-quality schools or educational options to choose from, be it traditional public schools, public charter schools, private schools, or virtual learning. Okay. And uh, Margaret Byfield, Executive Director, American Stewards of Liberty. Oh, by the way, Nathan Coonan also belongs to a group called... Now, what was it called again? Because it's supposed to reach out to uh, black people also working on uh, defunding public schools in Alabama. The group he's... Uh, oh, School Choice Boys... Except boys is spelled with the Z, you know, to make it like, uh, you know, urban. School choice boys with the Z. So that's two different groups. But in this case, he is uh, with American Federation for Children, not school choice boys. <laughs> sure. Anyway, but uh, Margaret Byfield, executive director, American Stewarts of Liberty. Stop 30 by 30. That's what the headline on her spiel says. The 30 by 30 program is a plan advanced by radical environmental activists to permanently protect 30% of America's land and oceans by 2030. It is an unconstitutional policy shift moving us from a nation founded on private property principles to one controlled by the administrative state. Ooh, okay. Show you know, no uh, environmental protecting there. And then it's got, uh, let's see, uh, different additional sessions, political best practices led by Bethany Marsden Berntson, uh, Deputy Political Director, State Party Strategies, then Communications for GOP Activists led by Andrew Eisenberger, Deputy Communications Director, State Party Strategies, and the Road to Plus 33 Majority. That means they went to plus uh, more than 33 majority in the uh, unicameral so they can, you know, pass through anything they want. Super majority. Uh, led by uh, Bradley Pittman, Regional Field Director, Nebraska Republican Party. And I did not look up any of their names, but I did look up... Uh, Matthew Kunin and Margaret Byfield, the uh, breakout session directors, and I looked up Kathy Wilmot and Kirk Penner, the uh, convention co-chairs, and of course, uh, if you follow national politics, you should uh, be aware of now Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin, and of course, uh, PD Pete, uh, you know, uh, Lex Luthor Ricketts, and uh, 
Jim Pillen, gubernatorial candidate, and Mike Flood, congressman-elect show. Did not look up them, although they came up in looking at the uh, looking up some of these, uh, you know, think tank uh, <clears throat> lobbying group people. Naturally, because of course they're connected. All right. So first, uh, the co-chair. Kathy uh, Wilmot, not a lot on her. Kathy Wilmot announces run for Board of Regents. So she's, uh, as of March 3rd, 2022, running for the uh, University of Nebraska Board of Regents from uh, District 7, which I assume is way out there in the... uh, Great American Desert, Godforsaken Wilderness of uh, all of Nebraska that is west of Grand Island somewhere. Hard to say. I didn't really look up much on her since uh, all I saw was uh, she's running for the Board of Regents. Show. However, Kirk Penner, the other co-chair, wowzer, did I find stuff on him. Kirk Penner appointed to Nebraska Board of Education. Critics decry views. Uh, one Democratic, you know, anyway, uh, what's the date on this? Date December 27th, 2021. It's by Aaron Hegarty. And it's on uh, 3newsnow.com. That's 3newsnow.com. So it's like now, except this was from uh, December 27th. Nebraska, KMTV. Kirk Penner of Aurora was named as Governor Pete Ricketts' choice for the Nebraska State Board of Education last week. Penner will replace Patricia Tim, who retired in October for health reasons. He will represent District 5 on the board, a rural district that includes Aurora, Beatrice, Seward, Wahoo, and York. And then it's got, uh, let's see... He's a businessman distributing bathing systems for healthcare settings in Penner Manufacturing and Penner Patient Care. And uh, let's see. We'll skip down here to what uh, Seeing Red Nebraska had to say about him, because it has an excerpt from Seeing Red Nebraska. Ricketts announced that he's appointing conspiracy theory loving anti vaxxer and anti-everything, really, Kirk Penner of Aurora to the State Board of Ed vacancy for District 5. Some of Penner's tweets are below for your perusal. This is the kind of person who is going to be making decisions about the education of kids in the state. Penner's selection just shows how little the governor cares about education because this person is plainly a moron. Uh, fill the State Board of Education with people who can't even tie their shoes because education doesn't matter here. And then it's got some of his, uh, what does it call them? Uh, tweets. Yes, some of his tweets below, which, uh, oh, there's like more than 11 of them there, but I can't go through them all, so <clears throat> I think they're well enough described. Jane Klebe, chair of the Nebraska Democratic Party, called Penner, quote, extreme, unquote. Quote, it puts an exclamation point on the reason why Democrats are nervous that Governor Ricketts and a petition out there throughout the state wants the governor to actually appoint the entire state board of education, she said. 
Glebe refers to tweets that show Penner comparing, quote, the Holocaust to wearing masks and getting the COVID vaccine and pushing skepticism of the 2020 election results. Mm-hmm. And then it's got some of his tweets there with uh, his uh, QAnon stuff. Then, <clears throat> oh yes, with the Voter Accuracy Project. Yeah, there's a, there's a website that's full of lies. I was looking at them just earlier today for another thing I'm researching. All right, uh, quote, what we have seen the Republican... Oh. What we have seen the Republican Party do over the past year makes school boards and the State Board of Education very politically divisive topics, Klebe said. Whether that's talking when we were simply talking about sex health ed or whether he's talking about diversity curriculum, the Republicans are using this as a wedge to try to win elections. Seeing Red Nebraska also circulated tweets highlighting anti-transgender views. Uh-huh, and uh, more Kirk Penner stuff there. Penner declined comment for this story. He said he's not avoiding an interview and would be willing to talk at a later time. Deborah Neri, a Democrat on the board representing parts... Anyway, it goes on. <clears throat> Let me see what the end of this says. Uh, and uh, let's see, in 2018, Penner did say that government should have no role in education. Okay. And uh, let's see, more from Klebe. Nebraska is one of the few states that doesn't allow private charter schools. To, he is not somebody who I trust, with whom I trust my kids, public education to. I will look forward to Democrats beating him at the ballot box when his seat is up. And that article has a lot more to it. Continues on with all the various conspiracy theory tweets that Kirk Penner did tweet. And that can be found under the headline, Kirk Penner appointed to Nebraska Board of Education, Critics Decry Views. And, of course, Kirk Penner, his name comes up because he is the, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the two convention co-chairs of the uh, yes, uh, Nebraska GOP Life, Liberty, Life and Liberty Convention 2022. And we'll have more on the, what are they called again? The uh, breakout session speakers, conducting breakout sessions, as well as Governor of Virginia, now Glenn Youngkin. Some stuff about him, too. The phone number here is uh, 402-474-5086. I don't think I'll get to all the 13 pages of articles I have since I just got to three there. But I will try. So anyway, if you want to uh, state your point of view on the, uh, once again, the 2022 Nebraska GOP State Convention Phone number is 402-474-5086. And uh, this is KZUM Lincoln and KZUM HD 89.3 FM 
kcum.org online. And this show is broadcasting live from the studios of KZUM, high above uh, beautiful uh, downtown College View, uh, broadcasting from the top of Peanut Hill here in Lincoln, Nebraska, Lancaster, Castor County, United States of America. The 2022 Nebraska GOP State Convention. That's the topic of... Uh, this edition of the Servative Hour. Phone numbers 402-474-5086. It is a call-in talk radio show. If you would care to call in and give your opinions on the 2022 Nebraska GOP State Convention and what will be covered there or <clears throat> whatever is in the news you might feel like calling in about, really. So, the, uh, yes, the power to the parents bringing school choice to the good life person, Nathan Kunin. Well, we're just talking about Rick Penner and his being appointed to the State Board of Education. So while we're on education, we'll go with that. Nathan Kunin, listed as Communications and AFC Fellow, that's the American Federation for Children. He's also part of the School Choice Boys, with a Z, and he's doing the, uh, hey, I'm, I'm totally urban, even though he's uh, not totally urban, he's looking kind of white and blue-eyed blonde there, but... Anyway, I found articles where his name comes up. Quite a few. He's active in many states across the country. So, from uh, WSFA.com, that's uh, WSFA Channel 12 News in Alabama, retired educators protest Alabama school choice bill. It's by... Rosanna Smith from February 8th, 2022. Montgomery, Alabama. Debate continues to brew regarding a controversial new bill over school choice. State Senator Del Marsh's bill would enable families to take their children's education dollars to the education provider of their choosing. Concerned citizens and retired educators protested in front of the state house. With signs in hand, they made their voices heard against Senate Bill 140. Quote, We are against any and all bills that remove money from the Education Trust Fund, said retired educator Cecilia Sophie. And uh, Sophie was in education for over 40 years and believes it will drain resources for public schools. Quote, we have public schools that are falling apart where teachers spend their own money to buy supplies. That is not an economic or efficient way of helping children in this state. And I see SB 140 as being Alabama Accountability Act Part 2, said Sophie. Quote, I think all of this money needs to be allotted to the schools in Alabama that you need to improve the facilities. <clears throat> Steve Fowler, a retired educator from Fayette, Fayette is concerned this will negatively impact smaller districts. Quote, 
It's going to severely affect the finances of the smaller systems. You're very likely going to see extracurricular programs cut, said Fowler. Nathan Kooning, who's you know the director of one of the breakouts, two breakout sessions at the Nebraska GOP 2022 state convention. That's uh, Nathan Kooning, C-U-N-E-E-N, and Walter Banks Jr. That's his black friend so they can have the school choice boys with a Z. Nathan Kunin and Walter Blanks Jr. are co-founders of School Choice Boys, a youth-targeted initiative. And they say, quote, We are here at the Alabama State House as advocates for school choice in Alabama. And as the founders of School Choice Boys, they made the trip to Montgomery in response to the protest and to show their support for the bill. And the director of the Alabama Education Association warns this would cut more than $420 million from the education budget and push thousands of students to leave public schools. Mm, Okay. So that's what uh, Nathan Kunin is doing in Alabama. He wants to do uh, in Nebraska what he did in Alabama. Well, of course he does. Then in uh, Iowa, a little closer to home, Governor Reynolds' bill to divert public school funds to private schools advances in the Iowa House. This is from March 9th, 2022. So he's been very busy moving from state to state. And this is from littlevillagemag.com, an Iowa publication. And it's uh, from March 9th, 2022. It's by Paul Brennan. Governor Reynolds' bill to divert public school funds to private schools advances in the Iowa House. And uh, it was expected that Governor Kim Reynolds' bill to divert public school funds to private schools would pass the subcommittee level in the Iowa House on a party-line vote, with both Republicans endorsing it and the one Democrat opposing it. Okay. This is HSB 672 is one of the few bills the governor's office drafted this year. Reynolds is a longtime advocate for redirecting taxpayer dollars that would go to public schools to private schools, including religious schools, in her 2021 condition of the state speech. Reynolds pushed for the legislature to create a program to use public funds to pay private school tuition for students who are, quote, for students who are trapped in a failing school, unquote. The, quote, failing school rhetoric has been routinely used by advocates of diverting public school funds to private schools or school choice, as they prefer to call it. Since the first large-scale school voucher program was created in Milwaukee in the early 1990s, three decades of experience with voucher programs in Wisconsin and elsewhere has not yet produced evidence beyond anecdotes that voucher programs lead to improved educational outcomes. But that began to change last year when the campaign against teaching students about systemic racism and other topics conservatives find uncomfortable was gaining momentum. Advocating for school choice in order to respect the wishes of parents who don't approve of public schools that don't, quote, teach our kids to love their country and to love their God, 
as one parent supporting HSB 672 set on Tuesday as governor of Virginia. Uh, remember Glenn Youngkin, keynote speaker at the Nebraska GOP convention? Yeah, he comes in in this article too. <clears throat> After he campaigned heavily on respecting parental wishes in education and ridding schools of materials he considered inappropriate, Reynolds is following this approach. All right, uh... Let's see, we'll find this Kunin guy here. It's kind of a long article, fairly good, but uh, it gets down to the lobbyists. Okay, here we go. Walter Blanks Jr. and Nathan Kunin also spoke in support of the bill. Neither has ever lived in Iowa. Okay, anyway, so he's in Iowa. So let's leave off on that. If you want to read more, that can be found under the headline, Governor Reynolds' Bill to Divert Public School Funds to Private Schools Advances in the Iowa House. And that's from littlevillagemag.com. Then, <clears throat> schools out forever. Arizona moves, quote, to kill public education with new universal voucher law. Families who bail on public school will get $7,000 per kid in GOP's new scheme. Quote, every red state urged to follow. This by Catherine Joyce. And since time is short, I'll just say that uh, Nathan Kunin is mentioned here as a lobbyist for uh, that closer to the current date. I mean, he's moving from... Uh, you know, Alabama to Iowa to Arizona, and next, you know, show up in Nebraska. Let's see, last Friday, while the country reeled from the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade, Arizona made history of a different sort. Legislators in the Grand Canyon State passed a universal school voucher bill that, once signed by Governor Doug Ducey, will become the most wide-reaching school privatization plan in the country. And, uh, very... Long article here, but uh, yeah, it mentions Kunin somewhere in here amongst all the other people lobbying for this uh, privatization and of education and elimination of uh, public education. So, we'll go on to the other breakout session leader, the Stop 30 by 30 person. Margaret Byfield, Executive Director, American Stewards of Liberty. Ooh. Culture Warriors Out to Destroy America the Beautiful. This is from Deceleration News. Deceleration.news backslash and then it's yeah, a bunch of anyway, it's deceleration news. Culture Warriors Out to Destroy, quote, America the Beautiful. And this is from June 22nd, 2022. It says, uh, Margaret Byfield of Georgetown-based nonprofit American Stewards of Liberty has been gathering resolutions of opposition to President Biden's conservation goals based on what some have called, quote, misinformation and fear-mongering. Here she is on video conference call with San Juan County, New Mexico commissioners. Billions of dollars may soon be en route for U.S. wildlife conservation, but a Texas-based org's groundless land grab 
Last week, the U.S. House of Representatives approved the most significant investment in wildlife protection in a generation intended to arrest the nation's biodiversity crisis, where an estimated third of all wildlife species are at heightened risk of extinction by investing in local, state, and tribally-led conservation work. Recovering America's Wildlife Act would launch in 2023 with an annual budget of $800,000 and ramp up to $1.3 billion in its fourth year. A companion bill cleared the Senate in April. If passed into law, the effort would provide tremendous resources toward President Biden's pledge to conserve 30% of U.S. lands and waters by 2030 under the America the Beautiful Initiative. However, even voluntary conservation efforts has been growing across the U.S. West, thanks in large part to a husband and wife team based outside of Austin, Texas. It seems there is no corner of contemporary politics immune to the poisons of culture wars, conspiracy theories, and misinformation into the cauldron of extremist politics marked by attacks on gay and trans youth, a radical defense of the weapons of mass murder, and a likely national ban on abortion and rollback of women's rights. We can add a campaign to eliminate the right of the land to exist as anything but a commodity. Georgetown residents, Margaret and Dan Byfield, began warning of a coming federal, quote, land grab, unquote, before details of Biden's plan emerged. The unsubstantiated claims fell on fertile soil in many red pockets of targeted states. Detractors, however, including farmers and ranchers, claim the Byfields are trafficking in misinformation in a self-enrichment scheme parading as protection of landowners' rights. Quote, All they're trying to do is raise money for their individual salaries by fear-mongering, said, said self-described long, lifelong conser- conservative Eric Glenn, who serves as executive director of the Col- Colorado <coughs> Cattlemen's Agricultural Land Trust. Quote, they're capitalizing on the current, capitalizing on the detrust, distrust in government and the divides that the country is currently seeing between urban and rural. And this is a fairly long article, and time is running short. So I will skip on down to uh, see. This is the Byfields, what they're doing. In uh, well, all over. This is their opposition to uh, the whole program. Then we go to uh, Idaho, IdahoStatesman.com. Complaint alleges Idaho County officials violated open meeting law with land use workshop. And they did a land work use workshop with guess who? The Byfields. Yeah, the uh, <clears throat> Margaret Byfield, American Stewarts of Liberty, who is uh, leading one of the two breakout sessions at the Nebraska GOP State Convention this uh, week in Kearney. And this is uh, as Idaho... An Idaho prosecutor is investigating after a watchdog group 
alleged that Custer County commissioners violated the state's open meeting law by having an event with a group known for anti-public lands stances. And, yeah, that was the, the American Stewards of Liberty. Uh-huh. And it did the workshop, and it was illegal. Eh, well, what's a little illegality for the uh, GOP anyway? And bringing it on home, how Nebraska's governor became a general in a right-wing war against Biden's conservation goal. Internal emails reveal how a Texas-based property rights group worked behind the scenes to steer Governor Pete Ricketts' crusade against the 30 by 30 initiative. And this is by Chris D'Angelo, April 22nd, 2022, and it's on HuffPost.com. Show. Margaret Byfield wasn't going to wait for actual information. She had quickly concluded that the Biden administration's goal of conserving 30% of America's lands and waters by 2030, known informally as 30 by 30, was a, quote, massive federal land grab, unquote, in the making. What she needed now were soldiers for her opposition campaign, the more powerful, the better. Byfield, the executive director of American Stewards of Liberty, a fringe right-wing organization that has ties to the fossil fuel industry and has become a magnet for anti-federal land zealots, zealots, would find her star in Nebraska Republican Governor Pete Ricketts. (coughs) Before long, American Stewards built a cozy relationship with Ricketts' office, one that... catapulted the Republican governor to the very top of a growing and successful anti-30 by 30 disinformation campaign. Internal communications HuffPost obtained via a public record request to Ricketts' office show Byfield acting as a shadow advisor to the governor not only on 30 by 30 but other environmental policy issues. She even played a direct role in crafting an executive order the governor signed in late June aimed at preventing President Joe Biden from implementing his 30 by 30 plan in Nebraska. One of the governor's top aides, Taylor Gage, was in regular contact with Byfield between February and November of last year. The two kept one another abreast of their anti-30 by 30 efforts and shared materials ahead of a series of town halls the governor held around the state to, quote, raise awareness about the threat 30 by 30 poses to our way of life here in Nebraska, end quote. They also strategized about dealing with reporters, which and which media media outlets could best help them get their message out. Right-wing local radio. Uh, Byfield's emails include language resembling what a top-ranking staffer might say, things like, quote, we need to respond, and, quote, I don't think we need to comment on this. At one point, she acted as a liaison between Ricketts' office and fellow 30 by 30 foe, Representative Lauren Boebert, Republican of Colorado, requesting and apparently securing a statement from Ricketts in support of Boebert's legislation aimed at blocking the Biden 30 by 30 pledge. On Friday, which is Earth Day, American stewards will sponsor a, quote, Stop 30 by 30 summit in Lincoln, Nebraska. 
that Bi- what Byfield has described as, quote, the most important conference her group has ever organized. It will be a who's who of land transfer proponents, climate change deniers, conservation foes, and sympathizers of anti-government extremists. And uh, a release about the summit that went out last month boasted that it will, quote, spoil environment. Oh, it will, quote, spoil environmentalists' Earth Day and, quote, send the clear message that America's landowners would not be voluntarily surrendering their property rights to the environmental agenda. Ricketts is hosting the event and will share the stage with Byfield, Bobert, Trump-era Interior's Secretary David Bernhardt and anti-federal land Utah State Representative Ken Ivory, Republican, and other leading figures of the anti-30 by 30 movement. Okay, and uh, the event sponsors include three of the nation's fiercest proponents of climate change proponents of climate change denialism, the Committee for a Constructive Tomorrow, the Heritage Foundation, and the Heartland Institute, and Protect the Harvest, a pro-agriculture anti-animal rights group founded by oil tycoon Forrest Lucas. Lucas and Protect the Harvest played an outsized role in securing President Donald Trump's pardons for Dwight Lincoln Hammond Jr. and Steve Hammond, the father-son Oregon ranchers, whose arson conviction sparked the armed takeover of the Malhur National Wildlife Refuge. Byfield, Ricketts' office, and Gage, who is now executive director of the Nebraska Republican Party, did not respond to HuffPost's request for comment. And American Stewarts was selective about which media can attend the, quote, most important conference, unquote, in its history. And the organization denied HuffPost credentials to cover it. Mm. <clears throat> and it goes, goes on to 30 by 30 and the Rights Deceptive War. But since time is running short, don't have time to get to that. Also don't have time to get to uh, another article, uh, which is also mentioning... Uh, blanking on her name, Margaret Byfield. And then, uh, see, Yunkin, Glenn Yunkin, who's the keynote speaker, have a couple articles, one from Wonket.com. Yunkin picks Trump-era EPA head to take care of engineer Virginia environment, take care of it with a baseball bat, and then uh, followed up by Trump's EPA guy won't get to despoil Virginia after state Senate says blank no. But since we've run out of time, all I have to say now is this has been the Servative Hour. Thank you very much for listening. Maybe sometime you'll call in. And good night to you all.